0: to the murder of Professor Grimaud, and later the equally incredible crime in Cagliostro Street. Many fantastic terms could be applied, with reason. Those of Dr Fell's friends, who like impossible situations, will not find in his casebook any puzzle more baffling or more terrifying. Thus, two murders were committed, in such fashion that the murderer must not only have been invisible, but lighter than air. According to the evidence, this person killed his first victim and literally disappeared. Again, according to the evidence, he killed his second victim in the middle of an empty street, with watchers at either end, yet not a soul saw him, and no footprint appeared in the snow. Naturally, Superintendent Hadley never for a moment believed in goblins or wizardry, And he was quite right, unless you believe in a magic that will be explained naturally in this narrative at the proper time. But several people began to wonder whether the figure which stalked through this case might not be a hollow shell. They began to wonder whether, if you took away the cap and the black coat and the child's false face, you might not reveal nothing inside like a man in a certain famous romance by Mr. H. G. Wells. The figure was grisly enough, anyhow. The words, according to evidence, have been used. We must be very careful about the evidence when it is not given at first hand, and in this case the listener must be told at the outset, to avoid useless confusion, on whose evidence he can absolutely rely. That is to say, it must be assumed That somebody is telling the truth, else there is no legitimate mystery, and in fact, no story at all. Therefore it must be stated that Mr Stuart Mills, at Professor Grimo's house, was not lying, was not omitting or adding anything, but telling the whole business exactly as he saw it in every case. Also it must be stated that the three independent witnesses of Cagliostro Street Messrs. Short and Blackwin, and Police Constable Withers, were telling the exact truth. Under these circumstances, one of the events which led up to the crime must be outlined more fully than is possible in retrospect. It was the keynote, the whiplash, the challenge, and it is retold from Dr Fell's notes in essential details, exactly as Stuart Mills later told it to Dr Fell and Superintendent Hadley. It occurred on the night of Wednesday, February the 6th, three days before the murder, in the back parlour of the Warwick Tavern in Museum Street. Dr Charles Vernet Grimaud had lived in England for nearly 30 years and spoke English without accent, except for a few curt mannerisms when he was excited and his habit of wearing an old-fashioned square-topped bowler hat and black string tie He was even more British than his friends. Nobody knew much about his earlier years. He was of independent means, but he had chosen to be occupied and made a good thing of it financially. Professor Grimaud had been a teacher, a popular lecturer and writer, but he had done little of late and occupied some vague, unsalaried post at the British Museum, which gave him access to what he called THE LOW MAGIC MANUSCRIPTS. LOW MAGIC was the hobby of which he had made capital, any form of picturesque supernatural devilry, from vampirism to the black mass, over which he nodded and chuckled with childlike amusement, and got a bullet through the lungs for his pains. A sound, common-sense fellow, Grimo, with a quizzical twinkle in his eye, He spoke in rapid, gruff bursts from deep down in his throat, and he had a trick of chuckling behind closed teeth. He was of middle size, but he had a powerful chest and enormous physical stamina. Everybody in the neighbourhood of the museum knew his black beard, trimmed so closely that it looked only like greying stubble, his shells of eyeglasses, his upright walk as he moved along in quick, short steps, raising his hat curtly or making a semaphore gesture with his umbrella.